This stanza is called Cause and Causeless Co-Emerge. The world of causation is immutable. The successful and accomplished know only one truth, and it is thus. Paying heed to causation, they are precise and meticulous. Being precise and meticulous, they undertake good actions and accumulate a manifold of virtues and success. Because they understand the nature of the process, they always master the process. And because they master the process, they always achieve the result. No other possibility even arises. They are not playing a game of chance or risking an X to achieve a Y. Mastering the law of causation, all mundane accomplishments are supremely easy to achieve. The world of the causeless is immutable and elusive. Only the great siddhas and prophets enter its sacred domain. They see the essence as unborn and unproduced and realize their essence as exactly that. This is a city of one taste. Going beyond form, they know the formless. Going beyond causation, they know the causeless. Free of symbols, the signless cannot be conceptualized. Transcendent of names, the ultimate reality cannot be uttered. The immutable world of the causeless is found in pure apprehension alone. It is the nature of pure apprehension. Ignorance is knowing only one world, or knowing both but apprehending them as distinct. Philosophy cannot unite them if they appear separated. Mastering one is always a terrible constraint, for true mastery is dwelling in the blissful co-emergence of causation and the causeless. Siding with one automatically produces all of the extremes. Dwelling in the co-emerging of both, reality becomes a ceaseless Vajra dance. And this is the ultimate city.
And so this is the commentary for the stanza called Cause and Causeless Co-Emerge. And I think this is probably the most philosophically challenging stanza. And it certainly refers to the most challenging aspect of contemplative life, which is that task of uniting what appears to be metaphysically and experientially contradictory. And the contradiction is that between causation and the causeless. Now these may sound like some philosopher's jargon, but I think actually most of us experience the friction between these two things in our very ordinary daily lives. Certainly yogis and yoginis and contemplative people do. But in fact, the first part of the stanza refers to people who are actually untroubled by any such contradiction. And these are the people who dwell in and master one of the worlds, the world of causation. So what does this mean? The world of causation simply means the so-called real world, the world of bills, of work and wages, of money, of embodiment, of health, of family, and so forth. And this real world hangs together by cause and effect. Put simply, if you work, you receive a wage. If you respect your physical body, you're more likely to produce health. When the traffic light turns red, you know to stop. People who really understand and respect the world of causation end up mastering it. Which means they get how it works. They get the process of cause and effect. So their actions bear fruit because they know how fruit is obtained. Fruit doesn't just appear out of the blue. If you're going to grow it, it has to be grown via the logic of cause and effect. It requires care, hard work, precision and diligence, and above all, respecting and obeying that world of cause and effect. So respecting the world of causation is what allows success in all kinds of worldly endeavours from running a business, to politics, to the raising of a family, or whatever else. Yet, as the stanza points to, there is another kind of world, a world without cause. A world unborn and not subject to decay. A world of the timeless and formless, a world which we dare not describe because it is ineffable. And the great yogis and dakinis and prophets and saints enter this world and point the way towards it. Contemplative people orient towards it and they may glimpse it and even enter it at sacred times. 
and thus the contradiction emerges. How does this timeless world fit with the world of time? How does the unborn world fit with the world that arises and ceases? How does the world of the causeless fit with the world of cause and effect? And so much of the struggle is around this problem. And although many a great philosopher or siddha has provided a coherent answer, the truth of the matter is that it cannot be resolved with someone else's answer. Where the two worlds appear distinct, it does no good at all to utter the words non-duality, because those words will not resolve the gap. The gap is alive in most of us. So the contradiction is quite real, and I think it is a deeply painful one. Nonetheless, it shows us precisely what the task is. And this is coming to see the inseparability and co-emergence of both worlds, of bringing together in the same breath, in the same moment, in the same body, the world of cause and the world of the causeless. So this is indeed the primary and key task. <laughs>